Tonight, can a man responsible for some Memphis magic in a bottle bring that love to Ohio? Macaulay Williams, president and CEO of BNR Distillers from Memphis, Tennessee, tonight on Whiskey Business. Happy podcasting to you, my children of the corn, rye, <laughs> and welcome. Ah! I'm Dean Archipotis, and welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. And tonight, as we do from time to time, uh, we get a little uh, extra whiskey-centric this evening. Macaulay Williams, president and CEO of BNR Distillers from Memphis, Tennessee. We'll be on tonight to talk about not one, but two bottles that come from his lovely distillery. Blue Note Juke Joint Whiskey and River Set Rye. Uh, the Blue Note, we've actually kind of teased ahead of time. We had that on with Jesse Hubbard a couple of podcasts ago when we were talking about his book, um, Punk Rock and Cocktails, and it seemed like it was just screaming to be the whiskey of the night. But as... Always is the case on Whiskey Business, a different bottle every episode. Tonight, we have some Riverset Rye from BNR Distiller as well. And we'll talk about the Blue Note in length as well. We'll just recap a little bit and talk with Macaulay uh, Williams here in just a little bit. I come to you this evening, ladies and gentlemen, admittedly in some still residual pain uh, I, I think I mentioned it briefly in last week's podcast that Hansberry and I did the whiskey business wellness check. Um, I had a tooth extracted uh, a, a week ago, Monday. So it's already been eight days and I'm still in some significant amount of pain and I'm dealing with the pain, but here's, here's what I don't understand. Here we are coming out of a pandemic, probably one of the worst years of our collective lives and the greatest, the greatest medical and scientific minds available <laughs> put themselves together and rushed ahead of schedule and ahead of time when everybody said we won't have a vaccine for two years. No, they put their minds together and came up with vaccines to, uh, to, for us to take. And to, and, to, and to start to make progress and, and come out of that, that horrible, horrible funk of a year and move forward to a sense of normalcy. That was amazing. Yay. Yay for medicine. Yay for science. And you're telling me that in 2021, they still haven't found a better way to extract the tooth instead of the medieval <laughs> bullshit that I had to go through last Monday. Jesus. I mean, at one point I looked in the tray, I looked in the tray and I saw, I'm not kidding. I saw a chisel and a mallet to take out a tooth. <laughs> Modern dentistry. What kind of, what kind of three stooges dentistry bullshit is that? At one point, I thought maybe somebody was just going to tie a string to the tooth and put the other end of the string on a doorknob and just slam it and yank it out. With <laughs> the the old doorknob yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which probably would have been better because, honestly, I, the, the tooth has hurt. It's not even the tooth right now. It's down here in the... In the gum line, yeah. Oh, that was the other thing too. Yeah. Oh, this isn't going uh, as we as we planned. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to move you into another room, and we're gonna have to which I it was either a drill or a saw or something. Whenever we're gonna have to cut into the bone in order to help extract the tooth, and they don't even give you Novocaine anymore. Oh. No, no, they give you lidocaine, which uh, you know uh, I, I think. Uh, Honestly, to be honest with you, I, I, I think how effective it is is in the name. Lie. They lie. Lie. <laughs> Lidocaine. It's because it took six shots to get me numb uh, of, of lidocaine. You know, it would take 
far more of that in whiskey to, to make me numb. But it took six shots to get me numb. And at one point, after during the procedure, when they were having to cut into the bone, it started to wear off. And they said, are you still numb? And I said, no, I'm not. And then you want more lidocaine? I said, no, just, yeah. are, you, are you cutting into the bone or are you cutting into the nerve? They said, we're cutting into the bone. And I said, well, the bone shouldn't hurt as much as the nerve. Finish it. Because I don't want to walk out of here going and be drooling for the next three hours. So, um, yeah. So here it is. Uh, a, a week week and a day later. And I have followed uh, the instructions, the the, the post operative instructions, to the best of my ability. Uh, have you though? Have I you? Really have, have, uh, uh, I can name two things that you've uh, you fudged on the rules over already. What? What the well, the smoking? You, you, you're not allowed to smoke, and you're not allowed to drink. And wow. I all right. Let me tell you something. First of all, first of all, what? I'm first, just of all first of all. <laughs> I will I will admit to the smoking. I waited. I waited a good uh, 24, 36 hours before I, I had a cigarette, even though it says right here um, should be avoided for at least four to seven days. Eh, that's close. That's close enough. It's close enough. Yeah. Uh, and, and as far and I did start to do the uh, what they say to do. Oh, yeah. Rinse the mouth very gently with one eighth teaspoon of salt to a full glass of warm water. You know what? I yeah. did that as well. You know, that didn't do anything. You know what's worked? You know what's worked as far as rinsing and so forth and so on? I get a shot of whiskey. I do. You swish around some Jack. Boom. Swish around some Jack and let the alcohol and whatnot get in there and, and do its thing. <laughs> Even though they say don't drink alcohol. That's been the most effective uh, means of, of pain relief. So... This all is I'm not saying, medical advice, right? You know, this all, is not yeah, medical yeah, advice. No, yeah, I am not a doctor. <laughs> we're, I, am we're not, not I am not a doctor. I am not a dentist. Do not follow my advice. But dear Lord, find a better way to extract a tooth in these modern times. Seriously. Let's go ahead, Hansberg, do the business real quick, shall we? You got it. Uh, check out everything Whiskey Business at Whiskey Business Pod. Dot com uh, our archived episodes a bunch of uh videos and pictures and writings that uh, dino's done in the past so that's uh, the main hub to check out if you're listening on your favorite podcasting app well i thank you thank you very much uh please uh, subscribe if you aren't already uh because you'll get uh you know uh, new episodes already to go right in there into your inbox and uh also rate and review us um because that's how uh People discover us more when you rate and review us. Um, also, share with your friends. I know uh, sometimes my friends will be like, hey, do you have any uh, podcast recommendations? And I go, yeah, I do. Whiskey business. So uh, it's, a, it's a word of mouth type of a thing. And uh, if you're on your favorite podcasting app uh, listening right now, don't forget we're on Facebook and YouTube, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis, where people are watching and sharing, commenting uh, live as we speak. So make sure you find us on social media and you can be a part of that. Um, we're also on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Peacock. No, we're not. We're not on Peacock. We're on we're Peacock. Not. No, no hey, we're not. Guess what? Guess what? what? Macaulay, Macaulay is, is with us, and he can tell time. He can tell time. Yeah, he, he, he can tell time better than we can. Um, let's get to it. Really, the guest bottles, let me show them real quick first. Uh, two tonight. One we've already had on. Uh, this is the Blue Note Juke Joint Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And the one that we haven't had on is, uh, oh, my goodness, uh, the River Set Rye. Mm. These both come to us from Memphis, Tennessee. Both are not currently available in Ohio. We'll see about how that's going to change, if at all. As we welcome Macaulay Williams, the president and CEO of B. Hey, hey, hey har, har. Thank you, sir. Thank hey you, guys. How are you all? Rushing around on our account to, to yeah. join us this evening. But welcome to Whiskey Business. And uh, right off the bat, man, congratulations um, on, on both of these fine, fine products that, that have come from your distiller, BNR Distillers in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, relatively new to the whiskey game, but making a name for yourself. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate the support. Yep, yeah. for sure. I mean, you, you've uh, you've you've kind of landed into this world fast and furiously. Um, you, uh, yeah, you, you, you took over the oldest licensed distillery in Memphis. Correct. That's correct. Now, who 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 had that before you took it over? <laughs> 
So it wasn't very old, um, but uh, it was Pyramid Vodka previously. Uh huh. And yep. did you keep making vodka when you took it over, or did you? Nope. Just, uh, nope. We immediately shifted the business plan over to um, to do whiskey, uh, American whiskey, so bourbon and rye whiskey. Um, we are Big River Distilling, but we go as BR Distilling, um, sort of as a way to differentiate ourselves from our predecessors uh, because mm -hmm. it was. Too big of a pain in the butt to change the name of the distillery on all the licensure. Uh, so I just figured we keep it the same. Yeah. But we do business as our DBA, BR Distilling. BR Distillery. It's not BNR, it's just BR. Just BR Distilling stands for Big River Distilling. Big River Distillers. And uh, the two products that are coming out of there. And here's, you know, it's, uh, I'll backtrack a little bit. Um, I was contacted by some <laughs> of your people about coming on to Whiskey Business. And I said, yeah, I would love to, to work it out. And we were trying to juggle some dates back and forth. And, and uh, I had to go to Florida uh, to see some family. And while I was visiting a friend um, in Florida, he, he has a friend in the, in the liquor world who brings him samples of, of different uh, bourbons and ryes and whiskeys that he takes to liquor stores to say, hey, you know, you should try this product. You should order some of this and get it in the stores. And I tried this little sample, and I and I and I loved it. It was a it was a single barrel, and I go, man, this is awesome. What is this? And I looked at the label, and it said BR Distillers, and I'm you know racking my head. I'm like, why does that sound so familiar to me? Sweet. Why does that sound so familiar to me? And I go, oh no, now I know. This is these are the folks from Memphis. I actually got the chance to try the 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 single barrel uh, Blue Note that was down there, and um, Wow, uh, like to get my hands on a bottle of that, and then your folks kindly sent us uh, a bottle of uh, the, the Blue Note Juke Joint whiskey, which we had a couple of podcasts ago when we had a music themed podcast, and it seemed like the the Blue Note was just screaming to to join us a bit early. But as is the tradition here on Whiskey Business, we have not talked in length about the river set rye which i love as well i love them both because uh even your blue note has a pretty high rye content i like rye personally and the blue note has a nice high rye content so um the 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 time and care that went into creating these two whiskeys um did you have anything to do with this i mean you're are you still a lawyer or or as, as my neighbor likes to say not a former lawyer, he because he's a lawyer too. He says uh, he's probably a reformed lawyer. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I'm, well, I'm a recovering attorney. As I <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you were an attorney for one of the largest firms in the country, and then you decided to get into the whiskey business. I mean, tell us about that journey. That's right. Um, well, I always wanted to do something entrepreneurial, and uh, an opportunity presented itself, and. And here we are. So I practiced corporate law. So not, um, you know, I was not in trial or doing litigations. I was doing mergers and acquisitions and corporate law and securities offerings. So, I'm sorry, mergers and acquisitions it, or murders? murders, not murders. Murders, murders and acquisitions yeah. or mergers. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like murders. Guys, like I don't, I don't know how the yeah. law works in Tennessee, but we're we're we are swamped with murders yeah. and acquisitions. We're murdering people left and right down here. <laughs> Yeah, so as you can imagine, working for a big company uh, like that, where you bill your time, it's pretty soul sucking. Not the most fun. Not Even the most fulfilling. Yeah, not fun. Um, so, so yeah. So I always was looking to do something to get out. I never really had a intent on staying very long, and luckily I didn't have to. Um, and yeah, so saw an opportunity to buy this defunct distillery with some partners, and actually one of the um, the founders of the distillery and the vodka business uh, was one of my friends and he came on with us on the new operation uh, for a few years. And now he's off doing logistics and brokering freight for the, uh, for the industry. So it all kind of worked out in the end, uh -huh. but it's definitely a roundabout different way of getting into the, the, um, the beverage alcohol business. So, but here we are. All right. And, uh, and, and not that long ago since 2014. So like I said, relatively new you had to start making whiskey and you had to wait 
a certain amount of time for it to get to to where it needed to be. Uh, the age statements on these are somewhere between three and, and four years of age, and uh, that and that's that's what I find. You know, I've been I've been on uh, social media on Instagram um, when we've had the, the when we had the blue note on earlier. I've been kind of affectionately calling it Memphis magic because um, <laughs> these these the these the the tasting notes uh, on these are are deceivingly wonderful for as young as they are. So who gets the credit for creating these these bottles and these uh, these mash bills and, and putting them out there? It's interesting that they're, they're they're distilled in Kentucky and aged in Memphis. Do I have that right? So there's a lot to unpack in your multi-part question there. So um, we do believe there is some Memphis magic. We do believe we have a really ideal climate for aging whiskey. Um, our aging facility is a half a mile from the banks of the mighty Mississippi River. And down there, it's just a little bit extra windy and a little bit more humid. Um, and something about that good circulation and high humidity, and not to mention our high delta heat in the summers and throughout the early fall. Um, really helps cook our barrels low and slow, similar to, you know, our other thing we're known for here in Memphis, which is barbecue. Um, so I saw somebody pull up our BR distilling website. So if you want to check out our brands, you can go to bluenotebourbon.com or riversetrye.com. Each one of them have their own website. Uh, the distillery is really just like the holding company behind the brands. We don't really market it too much. Uh, Blue Note's our flagship brand and really, um, you know, sets the pace for everything we do. Blue Note, um, the Blue Note Juke Joint is distilled in Kentucky and aged in Memphis. Some of our other Blue Note products are distilled in Tennessee and aged over here in Memphis. We blend and bottle everything on site. Uh, and then over in the Riverset uh, brand family, uh, that is a Tennessee rye whiskey. Um, and that is distilled in Tennessee and aged here in Memphis. Um, yeah, go to... Um, well, I, I don't even really honestly know why we have the distillery website because all we do is promote the brands, brands, brands. So, <laughs> um, but I tell uh, you what, the, uh, the photos in your on your website are just gorgeous, man. You guys did a really good job on your website. Yeah, thank nice. you. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, we got some great, great pictures. We have a great team. Um, as to who gets credit, um, you know, it is a team effort. There are 20 uh, full-time employees uh, in the company whether they be in the back office, uh, operations or on sales. And it's definitely been a team, team effort to get there. Um, but I definitely, as I'm not just handling, you know, strategy and number very hands-on, you know, I was very much involved. I selected the names along with our team and created the designs. We did all the packaging designs in-house with the help of a friend. Um, and, uh, we created the mash bills. Um, I have gotten pretty into bourbon and uh, American whiskey, as you might imagine. So I've kind of studied it uh, as my full-time job for the last five years. Um, Were you a whiskey drinker prior to this? Yeah, I was, but I was not um, probably as into it as y'all are now um, or some of your listeners. So I definitely didn't like listen to any podcasts or collect. You know, I enjoyed a bourbon. Um, I've never really had rye whiskey. Um, and in law school, I started to get into, you know, nicer bourbons. Um, you know, gr growing up, we drank the cheapest thing we could possibly get our hands on. And that continued through college. So, um, the first whiskey I ever had, I was telling somebody this the other day was TW Samuels, uh, which is 20% whiskey, 80% vodka and artificial coloring. Oh, we used my God. To, we used <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> we used to buy, we used to buy that in high school at stores <clears throat> here that didn't even check your ID. You just go in and it's like, well, I only got, you know, eight bucks. What can I buy? And well, you can buy a handle <laughs> of TW Samuels. Samuels. Oh so, which God. is actually the, actually the Samuels family. And of course, you're famous for uh, starting Maker's Mark. So, oh, wow. Uh, that's yeah, cool. they, they classied up a little bit there. They yeah, did. yeah. I probably shouldn't. Up. I probably shouldn't be admitting on there to my <laughs> high school yeah, deviant you know. nature, but uh, uh, welcome to the club. Yeah, <laughs> but obviously, since um, since we've gotten into it, I've gotten really into it and have a pretty big collection. And you know, I, I now read everything I can get my hands on related to the industry, listen to as many podcasts as I can bear, um, and uh, it's just been fun to dive into it. And you know, folks like y'all, I, I say. Are the now really becoming the fourth tier of the three tier 
system. You know, you have your suppliers, your distributors and your retailers, but the influencer uh, faction and then just the not not only y'all who I would consider to be influencers, but your fans, uh, the fanatics, I mean, they're, the, the collectors, you know, carry so much weight in a given market that I say that it's really effectively the fourth tier because what y'all say is good and what y'all say you like will influence the taste and purchasing patterns of the average consumer. So it's been really fun to see that. And that, you know, has really taken hold in the last just couple of years. Um, but so that's why it's an honor just to be on here and chat with y'all because your opinion yeah. does matter. He we, clearly we, doesn't know we, us. We, <laughs> we, we consider it to be a pleasure to have you on, especially the fact that, you know, when we when I when I come across something, uh, and like I said, that was a happy accident down in Florida, but it made me even more excited to have you on the podcast because you're currently, uh, unless the information is not updated, I think you're in 13 states now with the uh, with the uh, BR products, right? 13 and Florida being one of them. <coughs> Florida uh, is one of them. It's 15 now. Thankfully, now it's 15. So, so we're growing. Yeah. And 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 is Ohio? I I immediately uh, mentioned this product to to my friends at the ohio liquor and i said i i stumbled across something that is absolutely delicious and it needs to get here because you're currently not in ohio as we speak now are there, are there plans to come to ohio are absolutely ohio is that not only you know as we see every election year based on your electoral college but th that you know obviously represents the population so it's obviously just a big state population wise, but y'all drink a lot of whiskey per capita on top of it. Um, there's, we get a lot of folks from Ohio. So you had, you had a, you had a large populous state, you know, with the high whiskey consumption per capita and it becomes, you know, a key to building any sort of whiskey brand or business right now. We're primarily focused on the Southeast and Midwest, kind of the, the West the Midwest is such an amorphous thing too. You gotta have like your Northeastern Midwest, your great lakes, Midwest, and like, your West, West, Midwest, like your Kansas or whatever. So we're kind of in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Colorado, that kind of swath of the Midwest and in the beginning into the mountain Western States. Um, and then the Southeast, uh, we do have plans to expand to Ohio. We just want to make sure when we do, we do it right. Um, I don't just want to sell in a handful of cases. I'd like to, you know, really try to put together a good plan and gain market share. Um, sure. It's yeah. definitely on our you know twenty four month horizon game plan. I hope um, so. Um, yeah, the, they. I know that they you know said that they're going to have their their brokers look into it. And yeah, we don't we don't want just a couple of cases. We want you know if we're going to get it, we want it. We want to get it good. We had a couple of people reach out to us from Ohio. So that could have been your doing. Um, uh, I believe. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's the uh, world, you know. It's a, it's a smaller city, my friend. Um, yeah. As soon as I got back from Florida, uh, I, I I emailed my friends over there and, and said, check this out. Because I, I seldom do that when I come across something that's not in Ohio where I say this this is good. And also, um, which which we're, we're big fans of here. You know, we, we, when we started Whiskey Business, we said we there are so many great whiskeys that are, you know, 50 bucks and under. And uh, the, the juke joint starts at like 29.99 uh retail and depending on where you get it and where you where you're living it might be a little bit more but uh even the small batch is uh, uh 49.99 and then of course a single barrel as it should be a little more expensive starting at 59.99 and the same with the uh with with the river set rye i want to go back to the actual whiskey for a second and just mm, talk absolutely. about some, some of the tasting notes um uh we we discussed the blue note like I said, when I was with Jesse, but we were talking about more music than we were whiskey at that point. Cause I knew we'd be talking about the whiskey with you, but, um, uh, e immediately I, I get, uh, the, the oak and the, and the vanilla, uh, on, on the blue note. And, um, it's, uh, and it, it, it has a, does it have a high, a high rye content uh, in, in, in the blue note? It, it does. It's, it's uh 21% rise. 21%. Okay. Because that's in there. And maybe that's, maybe that's why I was drawn to it. Cause as I, I always turn the bottle the wrong way. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, I'm a big fan of rise. So when I tasted the high rye content in this, I was like, um, am I going to totally fall in love with the river set, which we'll get to here in just a second. But, um, yeah, 
this this is this is really good. And like I said, the Memphis Magic because they're fairly young whiskeys uh, to to have so much going on. Three to four there. years, yeah. Yeah, they really are. I'm so smooth, dude. So, uh, you know, you get that nice oily taste. And when people say, sometimes when people that aren't in the whiskey now, I say oily, that sounds like a negative thing. No, it's actually a good thing uh, when I when I said that because there's a lot of flavor going on in the palate and in the nose. I, and I, I love their smell. I already had one yeah. of each, and they smell. Right? I, haven't had the, I haven't had the rye yet. So. No, we haven't touched the rye yet. Uh, slow down, Whitney. Slow down. Oh, yeah, 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 go back. Go back. Slow down. Yeah, because because we're doing this remotely, because um, you're in Memphis, I actually had to fill little bottles of each one. And and and, yes. and uh, yeah, look, yeah. Oh, look at John. He looks even smaller. No, so, no. Uh, I gave you know, guys each two yeah, bottles. Uh -huh, yeah. I gave you each two. Good Bogart and the juice, Dino. <laughs> so where are y'all in Ohio? Are y'all in we're Columbus, Ohio? We're Columbus. in Columbus, Ohio. Awesome. And, uh, yes. And we had, like I said, we had the blue note on the podcast. And so they both got to taste the blue note here live in person, but then the river set and more blue note. I had to put it's it into a little, little like bottle. A blown bottle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just back to the whiskey, it's a 70, 21, nine mash bill. So a little higher malt too than some, um, I think the malt definitely shows in the product. Um, when designing this, we wanted it to be an everyday drinker, everyday sipper in terms of yeah. price. Um, yeah. I found that, you know, a lot of um, kind of products that people would consider to be an everyday sipper um, were a little flat, a little boring, a little kind of one directional and not, not a whole lot going on. So when we designed this product, we wanted to really make sure it kind of danced on your tongue, had a lot of different flavors, kind of hard to pin down tasting notes. There's obviously some predominant notes, but I think every time I taste the product, I can kind of peel back an extra layer and find something else in there. Um, so it's design, designed to you know keep the palate engaged. Um, we never chill filter our products. Um, so we do leave those fatty fusel oils in there. Um, we, we bottle both of these two expressions at 93 proof. It's sort of our house proof. We do offer both the Blue Note Juke Joint and the River Set Rye in single barrel form as well. Um, at cast strength and you know it's a totally different animal when you get up it to is. 115 120 plus um, but it's fun but these are designed to kind of be approachable for folks that are getting into whiskey or folks that kind of are yeah. whiskey drinkers but not you know whiskey collectors that don't really like the high proof but then it needs to have enough oomph enough kick to uh, um, you know to be appealing to someone like y'all and enough flavor and so it's designed also to have a Smooth, but very long finish. I mean, it, you definitely can taste uh, the juke joint, the blue note juke joint, a long time after you've had a sip. I was it kind of makes that. you want to come back to more. It, right? Yeah, yeah. It's still t I'm still tasting the, as it kind of finishes. Uh, I think I remember saying this last time, but it's like a sweet peanutty kick. Yeah. Um, you know, but not like a gross screwball peanut butter, but like a, just a nice, you know, like a nice. Uh, you, don't, yeah. you don't have to explain yourself, Hansberry. You're allowed to, you're allowed to yeah. taste whatever you taste. It's okay. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Tastes like poison. And you mentioned you mentioned the ninety three proof, but I, you know the the single barrel that I had down in, in Florida was up in the one twenties. I can't remember exactly what the but man, Macaulay, that was smooth as silk. I mean, I had to. I when I saw you know like everybody always. Those that don't drink a lot of whiskey think that the higher the proof is, the hotter it's going to be. And, and in some cases, yeah, you do get some hot, hot whiskeys. But this one, this one was just smooth as could be the single barrel blue note. Did I'm you drink it neat, Dino? Did you drink I it did. neat? I drank it neat. I drank it neat. I think nice. that must have been one of our nine-year single barrels. Um, it was, oh, that was, a uh, yeah, that was like, you know, and, and it's like, I don't know what I – I, I have I have a bottle of this at home, but I don't think it's a single barrel. I think it's just the the regular one. But you know, but I was still very much impressed. Uh, with, <laughs> and, and what's the alcohol content? I missed it. If you ninety three proof. Okay. Nice. And then what what's the alcohol content in the uh, single 93, barrel? Ninety three. Ninety three. No, no, the single barrel. The single barrel. Oh, the single uh, barrel. That was we a, do it. We do it cash drink or barrel proof every time. Wow. So that's a little bit hotter. Yeah. Are so, you in um are you in Delaware? Uh we've we've got a, a whiskey business fan who's out in Delaware. Um I, I appreciate the request for not in Delaware yet. So outside of the southeast and kind of the Midwest and West, 
we're in, we have light distribution in New Jersey, New York, and um, pretty good distribution in Connecticut. We're sort of our northeastern yeah. states right now. Fair enough. Uh, but no, no mid Atlantic yet. Um, and you know, one step at a time, trying to grow. Sure. No. No. That's yeah. good. We're coming. So remember our name. No. They're going. They're going to after tonight. No, it's great. When yeah, the, you're getting the name out now, so that when you walk into town, everybody will be uh, ex excited to see you. That's this great. Is, this is the River Set Rye. You said you had a lot to do with the names of these bottles. The Blue Nut Joint Juke Joint Whiskey. Obviously, that pays a little homage to the uh, to the music and the spirit of of, of Memphis. Now, is River Set because of the as you said the big river? Is that how, is that how you came up with the name? That's right. Yeah, exactly. So um, River Set is sort of designed to, to play on the fact that we're set along the banks of the mighty Mississippi River. We see those, uh, you know, now they're mostly barges going up and down the river. But back in the day, it would have been that Mississippi River uh, steamboat or paddle wheel. Um, and those boats, the old uh, steamboats, hauled barrels of whiskey up and down the river back in the day. And they, uh, you know, you, it started off with the flatboats, then it went to the steamboats. And the steamboat's a little more iconic for our region and a little more Americana. So we thought that was a good symbol for the brand. And it kind of is a nod to the original whiskey distributor who brought the barrels from the, the hinterlands to the cities. Mm -hmm. um, isn't, isn't that some of the history there, too? It would come out of Kentucky as moonshine and get down to the south and it would jostle around in the barrels and... Uh, that's how it got brown. I, I mean, is that somewhat true or did I just make all that up? No, if you've read any history book, that's how it all always begins. Yeah. All right. See, how about that? I'm not a complete idiot. <laughs> here's, here's, here's the deal. I have, I have some uh, friends who are, you know, they just drink bourbon. And every time I try to move them over to rise, my brother-in-law being one of them, even though he's had far more rise now in the last few years than he cares to admit, um, you know, they always say that, you know, uh, rise are sometimes too, uh, a little too, too strong or too bitter for me. This rye is so smooth. This is really, really smooth. This is 95% rye. What's the, uh, I don't know what the other 5% is, uh, malted barley, malted barley, but 95% rye. So, uh, and, uh, immediately, uh, both in, in, in taste and, and in those, um, I, I pick up on a lot of fruit, uh, peach, uh, orange peel. I, I, I can, I can, I can sense that right out of the gate. And then the actual, yeah, the actual taste of it is just so smooth and, and, and fruity, but not, not, not in a necessarily super sweet, just, just full of flavor. Um, this one has, uh, what I would consider to be, uh, for me anyway, uh, I, I wish the finish was just a tad longer because I enjoy it so much going in. This has like a, like a medium finish for me, but still damn fine one. Uh, not to take yeah. anything away from it. I just, I just, uh, that's just going to make me drink more of it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. So we found that when looking at the rye market, um, well, one, a lot of, a lot of rye comes out of Indiana, right? And MGP's mm -hmm. products have a very distinct taste. It's a, they make damn good rye. Um, Bullet rye is a rye that comes out of there that I think we all know. And, you know, when we first started, Bullet owned around 50% market share in the rye category. So that's a huge market share of one spirit category. Um, and then the, the rest of the ryes were mostly were coming out of Kentucky. Um, and there's a couple of groups that kind of chased the MGP flavor. And then there was sort of this other faction that went for the bold kind of punch you in the jaw, really spicy really cinnamon rye. And so if you kind of look at them on a flavor wheel, uh, they either gravitate towards like these huge cinnamon spice bombs or kind of the more MGP mint dill note that comes through. And we wanted to do something that was different. Um, not that either of those are bad. You know, there's a number of products in either one of those two kind of camps, uh, if you will, that I really enjoy, but we wanted to differentiate ourselves. And so, yeah, Dina, you hit the nail on the head that, um, we went for a fruitier floral note mm -hmm. in this and uh, definitely we, there. It definitely came through way more even than we imagined. Um, and it's just super approachable. I call it a gateway rye because, you know, like <laughs> you, I find that there's so many people out there that just say, oh, I don't like rye. And it's like, yeah. have you ever had a rye? No. It's but, not too funky. 
Yeah, it, and it reminds it, me it, actually because I love Sazerac. Immediately. And 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 yeah. Rise, I, I, I've mentioned this, this uh, in, in the past four years we've been doing this podcast. Um, you know, uh, Rise have, have come into their own in, in, in a big way. I mean, I see just as much shelf space now for the Rise as I do the the Bourbons, and and rightfully so because it's it's uh it's it's an it is a different uh, taste. But people who are not People who are not experimenting and, and moving into the rye world are, are doing themselves a disservice to their to their whiskey palates, as far as I'm concerned. And this, this, uh, I could dismiss this bottle in an evening easily yeah. because it's it's really, you're you're right. That's a great way. This is a, this is a good gateway rye. I used to say the same thing about the about the uh, Templetons. Um, uh -huh. You know that if you if you didn't if you weren't accustomed to rise that Templeton was a good ease into it. Rye, you know, uh, to start, to start with, but, uh, this one right here, damn, well done, sir. Well, I, mean, you know, I, don't, I don't know if you heard me or not, but, um, I'm a big Sazerac fan, right? I love their rise and this is moving close into second place. This is really good, man. This is Thank really you. good stuff. Yep. And affordable. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah. with a rye whiskey too, we all know the Sazerac or the Manhattan uh, are some of the original kind of foundational cocktails in, uh, mm -hmm. you know, mixology. I was actually down in new Orleans last week and had a drink at the, uh, the Sazerac bar inside the Roosevelt hotel. I figured I was staying right down the road. I was like, it just seemed appropriate, but, um, our river set makes a hell of a Sazerac or a Manhattan. Uh, the fruity kind of floral notes shine through in a really pleasant way. Uh, Sometimes kind of the more cinnamon bomb ones come through, but it might not work so well in the cocktail. I think this makes a great cocktail. So if you're into uh, home mixology, definitely pick up a bottle. Um, but it, it's designed to be sip neat. It's also just great with like a, a kind of quick at home remedy of just with a little uh, soda water and some citrus. If, hot summer day, it's really refreshing that way. It goes really well in ginger beer too. Um, oh wow! Okay, you know, like a Moscow amount, mule. Kentucky yeah, like mule. a Moscow mule. We call it a Memphis mule. It has a little more spice. I mean, yeah, Memphis, don't, yeah. I've heard that Kentucky mule. I like Memphis mule better. Yeah, yeah the, the yeah. alliteration, the Memphis mule. Yeah, I can't we're all get over how great this smells. I like. I know that there's a lot of great taste profiles, but these whiskeys, <laughs> they smell. This is like if I could have the perfect smelling whiskey, this is it. <laughs> Are you, are, you, are you talking? Are you drinking the rip, the the rye? Yeah, back on the rye now. Yeah, back on the rye. Okay, but yeah. they both smell very similar. Well, when we had the blue note yeah. on with Jesse, Jesse, who is uh, one of the premier uh, bartenders slash mixologists here in Columbus, Ohio, and nationally speaking for that matter too, he's won awards. He was uh, extremely taken with the, with the blue note as well. He loved awesome. he loved the blue note. He, he uh, and he's commented repeatedly. Um, in uh, Instagram posts that how, how tasty it was and, and all the remarkable things he thought he could, he could do with that. And, you know, and, and, and he's got to get, he's got to get a taste of this rye as well. Wow. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I think it's exceptional. I, I want to know a little bit more about you, <laughs> Mr. Williams. I mean, you know, you, you kind of, you said you were in, in mergers and acquisitions. I mean, you go to law school for a decent period of time and was, was the family in law? I mean, what was, was the, when you stopped being, a, being a lawyer and went into this, I mean, uh, what, what did your family think? Are you a married guy? Do you have family that said, what's my son doing? And what's you're going to do? What <laughs> I want to know. I want to know how this, I want to know some of the more intricate details of this transition from, you know, super lawyer to, Sure. CEO and president of a distillery. So uh, I still am licensed as a lawyer. So I still have to get my CLE painfully every year to keep that license. I figured you like sound miserable when you say that. Like you, you said, um, you want to be a lawyer? Go ask any lawyer if they actually enjoy the practice of law, and I guarantee you, nine out of ten say, it. "Get me out. I hate it." Are you serious? <laughs> That's crazy. I've never, met, I've never met too many lawyers that enjoy it, but and, and, and here's here's my issue because I have this cinematic version of 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 lawyers. You know what I've seen in in the movies from the '40s and the '50s all the way up to the you know current films as well. And it always seems like you know 
that was their passion. There was the, that was the, that was you know that was a calling, much like medicine for some people. So you're saying like when you're deciding what to do with your life, you just said, eh, law. <laughs> okay, so uh, my dad, my father's a lawyer, um, uh -huh. and he encouraged me. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, when I was coming out of school, there uh, it was kind of in the wake of the financial crisis. So um, not a ton of jobs. So I went to law school. Um, law school is three years and then you have to pass the bar exam, which is the real test at the end, uh, which is the state test. And of course, administered by the state bar. I moved home to Tennessee. So I took the Tennessee bar as the most miserable summer of my life studying for that exam. But one of the greatest sense of accomplishments ever when I found out that I passed. Um, yeah. so damn near kill yourself trying to pass that thing. Right. Um, and I always wanted to do business. I just figured this was a great kind of foundational or backdoor into some form of uh, in-house role, maybe in the legal department with a company or, you know, preferably not, preferably in more of the decision-making management role with somewhere. I uh, always thought founding my own business would be very cool. Um, I presented the opportunity to a mentor of mine at the law firm and a couple of our clients. Uh, hey, here's this distillery that we can buy effectively for pennies on the dollar. Y'all want to do this? Come in with me. Uh, and they uh, actually at the time were looking at this really fancy. We were, I was actually advising and working with the group on this other investment in this really fancy hospital bed. Uh, that was like going to be this next, you know, multi-billion-dollar juggernaut in the medical device space. Um, you know, like each hospital bed costs like you know like thirty thousand dollars, the nice ones. And this, they were going to revolutionize the hospital bed. And we're at lunch, kind of talking about it. And one of the guys says, "You know, I think I'm probably going to be dead before I ever see a, a dollar return on the hospital bed." But whiskey, I get that. You know, even if we don't make a dollar, we're going to have a whole lot of fun in the process, and we're I can get to be drunk yeah. along the way. Yeah, it's either, <laughs> either. And so we went into it with uh, we went into it with hey, we're going to start a business, and it was kind of um, a hobby business type plan. I mean, of course, we wanted to make money, and you know, not trying to lose anything. But I was going to stay at the law firm at the time, and then you know, months passed, and I kept reading books and kept getting more and more into it, listening to podcasts like y'all, uh, meeting people in the industry. And uh, we'd actually just gotten back from Nashville, uh, which is where the Tennessee ABC is headquartered. We went up there and I had presented and got our license for the change of ownership in the distillery. And we were back here in Memphis that night and we we're smoking a cigar and uh, drinking some whiskey. And, you know, I was like, hey, not to ruin, you know, the celebratory moment, but I have like this, you know, legal pad, notepad with all my notes of all the crap we got to do to like, you know, restart this business that's been defunct and shuttered for the last year. And top of the list is we need somebody that's going to run the company. Cause at the time I was just going to stay, you know, at the law firm and just be uh, uh, on the board or, you know, be the lawyer for the company and an equity owner. Um, and they're like, well, hell, we just assumed you were going to run it. And I was like, well, how am I going to do that if I practice law? And then I was like, if we're going to do that, we're going to need to rate, we're going to kind of, you know, get serious about the business plan. We're going to need to raise some more money and I'll quit tonight. I'll put it, I'll put my two weeks notice in tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. You know, the American like, dream, Macaulay. Nice yeah, job. Yeah, man. And yep. I did. And so I called my fiance after I left. I was like, hey, uh, you know, we're getting married in a couple <laughs> months. And she said, what? You did what? She was kind of like, you know, maybe we need to like, you know, not not just dive head first, but she knows me. I, sure. I like to dive head first into things. Sometimes you gotta. That's the only way that it will, it will succeed is if you Amen. go Amen. And uh, yeah, so she, you know, once she kind of realized no more billable hours. So the reason why the practice of law stinks, really quick, a quick aside, is you okay. bill your time. <laughs> you bill your time at the big law firms to make money and you have hourly quotas. And the only way you can get ahead is to bill more time. As we all know, there's a finite number of hours in each day each week, each month, each year. And as my mentor, uh, one of my mentors told me, when your inventory is finite, you're fucked. Uh, it's very true, right? Because yeah. the only way that you can make more money is just to sacrifice more and more of your sleep and more and more of your personal time. I mean, hopefully over time, your hourly rate increases slightly, but it's a race to the bottom. Um, so once she found out, so I was, you know, I was spending <laughs> you know, nine, nine, eight, you know, lawyers tend to start a little later, so like 9 a.m., till 10 or 11 at night, most every night of the week, including Saturdays. And it just, it was no fun. Um, and so she realized that that was no longer going to be the case with the distillery. 
little more normal hours, even though I'm going to just be engrossed in it. And she was all for it. So kudos That's to awesome. her for supporting me. And yeah. Um, yeah. And here we are a few years later, I'm actually sitting in uh, the guest bedroom. I, I, I had an office, but we're having a child, our first kid. Hey, congrats, dude. So the office is now the nursery and I am now uh, trying to, you know, huddled in a corner, uh, sitting around, uh, you know, baby stuff, you know, uh, yeah. the crib that I had to assemble and, and the stroller <laughs> and the pack and play and all this other assemble stuff. Assemble all that stuff before you start drinking. That's my yeah, tip. Yeah. Yeah. I learned the hard way. Yeah. Pro tip. And also, <laughs> also make sure you, Hansberry will tell you, he's got, he's got two little ones as well. Claim your space. Claim your space while you can. <laughs> These records, they take up a lot of space. Yeah. Well, we've been looking to move for a while, but as you all know, this housing market's just crazy. So I think we're just going to have to hunker down it's for a while. Insane. Yeah, you're right. Figure it out. It's just, it's just, it's everywhere. It's, it's crazy. But um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, born and raised here in Memphis, Tennessee, went to University of Virginia and then went to Old Miss for law school. And then Baker Donaldson was the name of the law firm. Um, and, you know, here, here we are four years into our journey since we took over ownership of the distillery and wow. and we're doing well uh we have 20 full-time employees we're in about to be our 15th state next month with louisiana um but we have our distribution agreement in place uh, and our sales are way up um we see a roadmap to profitability and success which is great and in no small part again due to folks like y'all supporting us along the way but this is definitely a full-time business and uh we're in it to make a profit and in it uh, just to create jobs and, you know, make a living at doing it. So if we come uh, down to Memphis, can we like tour the distillery? Do you have like, for a, sure. a, you know, like a restaurant attached or no, 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 hands. I'm, I'm way ahead of you. I'm way, I, I've already, I'm already manifesting our destiny here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> when, 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 when blue note and river set comes to Ohio and actually starts to be sold here in Ohio and then when it's time to make barrel selections for Ohio, since I have accompanied uh, uh, Ohio liquor on, on 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 several trips for barrel selections, I'm coming to Memphis, and uh, <laughs> and, 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 and I'll see about bringing you two along with me. But uh, hey, now that's a business that's a business pitch too. It's a way for us to. Hurry up and get we now that Let's I know go. we got a couple of barrels pre-sold, you know. Yeah, no, 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 that's great. But I'm asking, like, is it? Do you uh, like? You know, yes. we have some distillers here in Columbus that there's a restaurant and you can go, you know, eat there and get on tours and you know what, like, what kind of public presence do you have as a as a uh, as a an attraction, a visitors attraction? So y'all are more than welcome to come, but we are not open to the public. Uh, gotcha. Is invite only. We do have a small tasting room for the okay. industry or for. Uh, for folks like y'all to come in a bar setup, but um, yeah, we're kind of singularly focused right now on building our brands and building our distribution. Um, we, we definitely one day want to build, you know, a state of the art event center, tasting room, sure. that whole thing. But yeah. um, in, you know, with, with finite amount of capital as well, you have to pick where you're going to invest each dollar and hopefully do so carefully. And um, yeah. while you can make a lot of money, um, from a tasting room at a higher margin, right? Cause you're selling retail and by the drink um, that can help sustain losses early on. You're also uh, distracting a lot of capital and a lot of your team's bandwidth into running a liquor store and bar and event center. And if you channel yeah, every enough. single, if you channel every single one of those dollars early on into focusing on distribution, I ultimately think it's the harder road to do, but I think you'll be in a better place long-term. That's and that's, great. And that's what we've done. And I've just, that's from reading the books and studying the other successful brands. You know, our goal is to build Blue Note into a national brand one day. Um, we're in 15 states. What does national mean? You know, I don't, I don't know exactly. Hopefully all 50 states in a million cases. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, never, hey. cut, we'll never cut quality along the way. But no, that's uh, smart. Yeah. You're so off, just, you're off to a good start. Um, yeah. Uh, since you were in, in mergers and acquisitions. Not murders. Not murders, mergers and acquisitions. This might not be a fair question, so I, I'll understand if you haven't even thought about it. But uh, say as you continue to grow and so forth, and would you ever consider merging and letting a bigger entity out there that remains nameless, uh, a couple of them, if they wanted to acquire the the Blue Note Riverset 
line of products, would you would you go for that down the line? You know, we will assess uh, and weigh every opportunity when and if it presents itself. Um, mm -hmm. We have investors, right? And those investors want liquidity on their investment. And that can come in two forms. That can come in the form of selling the business, like you're saying, or it can come in the form of uh, either or actually three forms. It can be a, a full sale, a partial sale, or hopefully we're just profitable enough that I can start issuing, you know, dividends, distributions out to the folks so where they recoup their investment and eventually, uh, you know, getting checks in the mail every quarter or whatever. So yeah. um, the goal is to build a profitable business um, and, you know, we'll kind of see where that takes us and hopefully we'll have a lot of fun along the way. Um, we didn't, we didn't choose to sell annuities or some form of medical device product or some form of something that maybe can make a lot more money, but might not be as fun to do. Um, we we're doing this because of our passion for it as well. Um, most everybody on the team is from Memphis and, uh, we wanted to do something good for the community, give a brand, uh, you know, to the greater country that people from Memphis could take pride in of knowing that it started and is produced here. Uh, we want to create jobs here in our local community. Um, you know, distillery is pretty cool because it creates jobs at kind of every tier from temp, temp hourly workers to full-time hourly to full-time lower salary kind of operational folks to accountants, to legal, um, to kind of more scientists and um, uh, science-like backgrounds with chemistry and everything when it comes to the actual fermentation and distillation and then, uh, you know, executive level. So it's really like um, running a little miniature factory and how you can employ kind of people, you know, at every uh, every tier within a community, which to me is really inspiring uh, this day and age is to create actual, you know, jobs, local jobs. And it's for a product that hopefully they can see out on the shelf and take pride in it. It's not some, you know, tech product that you, you, you work and produce, but you never actually see it out on your day to day. Um, there's no greater uh, reward for us than seeing our bottles, you know, at liquor stores across the country or uh, or in the on the cocktail menu or behind the bar. You know, I'm trying to see. I got one last question, Dino, real quick. Sorry, uh, you ahead, talk man. about like you, you know the cocktail menus. Um, I've actually I've never been to Memphis. I'd love to go. Um, obviously, you can see my Elvis uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, how um, to, if you can just quickly like, can you tell us about the um? The scene, obviously, I know it's a destination, but like, um, is there like a good, are there some whiskey bars? Are there a lot of craft cocktail um, um, bars? Are there a lot of um, um, bartenders that are, you know, sure. like, what, what, yeah, yeah, what's that community look like? And are you guys kind of digging into that and, and being a part of it? Absolutely. So Memphis is definitely a drinking town. We like to have a good time. <laughs> uh, you know, we're obviously, uh, we're famous for Beale Street. So Memphis yeah. is considered the home of the blues and the birthplace of rock and roll. Um, and the home of the blues comes from Beale Street, which is a uh, now historic district of juke joints and uh, bars and restaurants. Pretty awesome. Been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a miniature bourbon street for those that have never been. There's no no like strip clubs or any of that, but um, well, it's I'm just out. I'm out. It's just uh, <laughs> it's just it's just good bars and good food and um, awesome ribs. And, yeah. And then, uh, you know, we're known for barbecue, too. So we just had the World right. Championship barbecue cook-off here. We sponsor a few teams. Uh, there's all kinds of great barbecue restaurants. We're in the South, so we're definitely a little bit slower to adapt to trends, like, you know, high-scale uh, mixology. But it's definitely growing. And every every year, there's, I mean, pre-COVID, at least, there seem to be more and more uh, cocktail bars um, growing. There's pretty vibrant culinary scene. Um, I would say our specialty, aside from barbecue, is in more, um, you know, lower end white tablecloth, not like the super, super fine dining, but white tablecloth at more of kind of the the sub $40 entrees uh, and less. So there's just kind of more affordable restaurants and food, uh, not really fast casual, but whatever the, the tier or two above that is. And oftentimes they have really great uh, cocktail menus that are really affordable, um, which is great. So there's definitely a great scene here and the city has uh, definitely adopted our brand and the bartenders and mixologists and bar managers are getting on board. Um, you know, we've, we have to make sure that our product is not only tastes great, but it's affordable and can work right. with their economics, which is a real challenge for a lot of folks in our industry to do that and make the numbers work. But 
we're, we're making it work and, uh, and it's growing and it's really exciting and really rewarding to see it. There's actually a new hotel that opened up just down the street from my house and they're featuring three cocktails with our products, two with blue note and one with Riverside. Nice. That was pretty nice. cool to see that on the rooftop bar. Um, yeah, that's so it's a, a slow build, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice little badge of honor when, uh, uh, some some nice places actually start using your product to make certain cocktails. I've only heard you say y'all like two or three times. <laughs> like, are you originally from Tennessee? I am born and you raised. Born and raised? Yes, yeah. sir. In Memphis? In Memphis. In Memphis. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because uh, local boy done good, right? Yeah, local boy does real good. Real yeah. good. Um once again. Folks, uh, I'm, I'm, I, was, I was looking through the uh, now 15 states. What's the closest state to Ohio that we could, uh, if somebody wanted to take a road trip to get themselves some Blue Note? I'm trying. What's well, ge geographically speaking, what's closest? I know Kentucky's close to us. You're not. You're not. You're, We're you're not, not in Kentucky either. Um, it so seems wrong. it seems wrong. You distill it in Kentucky, but you can't yeah. sell it in Kentucky. That, my friend, is bullshit. That makes bullshit. no sense. Hey, we, we plan on getting into Kentucky. We just figured with our Tennessee ties, Kentucky folks like Kentucky things. It's part of our expansion footprint. We'll do probably Kentucky and Ohio at the same time. Right. Um, so I don't I don't want to misspeak here. I don't know what the shipping laws are, but I, I'm willing to bet that um, some of our shipping partners ship into the state of Ohio. And correct me if I'm wrong. Certainly not trying to encourage anyone to do anything illegal. But uh, uh, the good folks over at Sealbox are big supporters of us. and. You can order the product online at sealbox.com. Yeah. Um, no, so that would probably be the easiest way to get it. You're not. No, that's that's that seems fine. You know, because my my bottles got here safely in, in 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 that in that method. I think where you're talking about the the legal is the people that start buying shit online and 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 having it right them uh, uh you know under okay. less than reputable circumstances and that's not this that's not the case here at all some uh well some some states it's legal some it's not it's sort of a really weird area of the law within our industry but yeah i got a letter from uh the abc in new hampshire telling me to cease and desist shipments i think we sent a bottle just to like a family friend Cease and desist. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's New Hampshire. Stand, stand right. down. And I was like, okay. Um, geez. I was like, who is this? And it was like someone's uncle that we sent it up there for like a birthday or something. And it right. wasn't even like a sale. It was just like, hey, uncle. It was a gift. Yeah, it was a gift. It was a gift. Oh, my God. But uh, so with that, with that in mind, I'm always a little careful. But um, I know that Curiata in sealboxcuriata.com is another website that sells online out of Connecticut. I believe they ship into Ohio. Uh, but you need to check with them to see uh, where they ship, et cetera. Um, so that'd be an easy way to get it. But realistically, Tennessee is probably the closest state to Ohio. Not, not Indiana. Not Indiana. Yeah. No. Oh, bummer. All right. Indiana, All right. But, but we're, we're coming, guys. Maybe, we're coming. maybe in this general me. vicinity, maybe Ohio will be the first one that you crack and, you know, we'll have first dibs on it. You know? Bear with me. So we don't like just to sell in light in the state. If we can avoid it, we want to you know, put together a real deal game plan to gain market share. Mm -hmm. We hire our own sales force in each state and invest an awful lot of money to grow it. Right so, here. You got three yeah. sales right here. All you right. Talk what about you, quitting your job and going time. balls yeah. in. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's, Let's go. Do it. Let's go. Yeah. Right. Y'all believe in the product too. I love it. We, so, we do right. believe in you the product. You guys won't so. believe how great this smells. All right. Three, Your uh, bars are going to be smelling so good. We uh, are going to price a one. We, we believe in the product. We believe in the power <laughs> of podcasting. We believe. We believe. Uh, we're going to start wrapping things up. Uh, our guest has been Macaulay Williams, the president and CEO of BR Distillers. The product that we've been uh, talking about. Uh, the Blue Note Juke Joint Whiskey, available in a small batch, also in a single barrel. And uh, I'm going to have some more of this after the podcast, the the Riverset Rye, which is absolutely uh, – he mentioned that it's a good gateway rye for those of you who seem opposed or, you know, oh, no, I don't want to try rye. If you ever get a chance to try this one, um, you'll change your mind about so good. whiskeys. And uh, speaking of the power of, of podcasting, I also want to mention that uh, Hansberry and I mentioned this on, on last week's podcast. Um, as you get bigger, Macaulay, we are going to get bigger as well. We are in the process of boarding 
with uh, the Evergreen Podcast Network, uh, which is uh, was listed, I believe, uh, number nine. I, I might have that number wrong. And uh, we you did, did it. it. Yeah, yeah, we did it <laughs> as one of the uh, in the top one hundred emerging podcast networks. Awesome. Um, they have uh, uh, either had the good sense or the uh, sheer stupidity to ask us to join their network. I think they so, asked us to join their network so they make everybody else look really good. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Great podcast. But uh, we're in the process of, of boarding with them to uh, expand our brand and, and, and our reach as well. So as you grow, I hope that we grow and... Um, uh, if you do end up coming to Ohio, I expect to have chat once again with you and uh, and and continue this journey. Uh, continued success, my friend. Uh, you're off to a great start. I mean, right out of the gate, you got something. It's hard. It's hard right now with the way that the the, the way that whiskey has exploded in the last decade plus. It, it's it's hard to be a new kid on the block and and make a make a difference and make a dent. You really got to be good. If you suck, you, you don't. I don't think. I don't think in today's market you get a second shot at it. So, um, well done, well Thank done. Thank you all so much. Thank you so yeah. much. And definitely, when not if, but when we come to Ohio, we certainly will reach out. And uh, please, if you don't already. Follow us on social media at Blue Note Bourbon and at River Set Rye, Facebook and Instagram. Okay. You hang on for just one second, Macaulay. We'll say one, one more proper goodbye. Hansberry, a little more business before we conclude as well. Speaking of uh, where to find us and what to do, et cetera, et cetera. Whiskeybusinesspod.com is our home base where you can find everything. And uh, thanks for listening on your favorite podcasting app whether that's iTunes, uh, uh, iHeart, or uh, TuneIn. Uh, do you know that you can even actually tell Alexa to play Whiskey Business, if that's something that you're into? No. Uh, we're also, uh, yeah, no, it's a real thing. Uh, we're also on Peacock. Really excited to be on Peacock um, with uh, <laughs> Fraser. We're not on Peacock. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> um, but thank you guys for uh, subscribing and also rating and reviewing us and sharing with your friends. And this is a, a fun episode, if, especially because it's very whiskey-centric. Whiskey-centric. Um, and uh, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis, um, where you can watch all of our videos. And uh, make sure you follow us because uh, you can be part of the conversation. We've had a lot of great uh, people tuning in and uh, commenting on the show today, which is a lot of fun when you're actually part of our live conversations. Uh, let's see what else. Twitter and uh, I think that's it. I think we said everything. I think you covered just about everything, even the ones that aren't true. All right. Uh, a couple of quick comments from folks. Uh, uh, I think we lost Ronald Amicon with the uh, dentistry conversation earlier. Sorry, Ron. <laughs> but with, uh, and and you mentioned you mentioned Macaulay that you know that we 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 call whiskey business a podcast, not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Um, that's one of the uh, wonderful things I love about this podcast. That we, it's not just about we we. We've have guests from A to Z. We've had astrophysicists on, and still trying to get a zoologist. Um, mm -hmm. We haven't done that yet. But uh, Catholic priests who drink bourbon, and uh, we we cover so much territory. But when we get a chance to be whiskey centric, like we did tonight, we welcome it uh, every every chance we get. We do not claim to be whiskey experts. We just claim to be whiskey fans. We are not the go to podcast for you know we're not snooty about our whiskey we know what we like and we know what we don't like and um uh these two boys have, have developed a, a far a far better palette over the last couple of years since we started doing the podcast you know uh, i don't know what the hell hansberry was drinking before we started whiskey business but it wasn't good and uh and john whitney john whitney has become a, a bourbon connoisseur is, is that what that, that you call it? it? It's my bank account says that that's I'm a, actually that's degenerate. A, a far nicer word than, 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 a drunken, than the drunken sot. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. It's not a All right. Everybody seems to be uh, excited. So we hope that we can, you know, actually talk about the BR products being in Ohio at some point down the line. I know it's a long, tedious process, but you got to start somewhere. 
Our guest, Macaulay Williams, <laughs> president and CEO of BR Distillers, Blue Note, Blue Note Juke, Juke Joint Whiskey. There it is, right there. And the River Set Rye. Oh, two beautiful. What a what a what a lovely couple. What a lovely couple. <laughs> hey, look, one last question. I'm gonna put, put Macaulay on. One the last spot. question. If, if we go to uh Memphis, what's the one bar we should check out? Go. You got one bar. Yeah, only one one bar. Not fair. Not fair. Silky, you gotta check out Silky O'Sullivan's on Beale Street. It's legendary. All right. Silky All right. O'Sullivan's on Beale Street. There you go. All right. And if he's got one question, then I got one question. What's the okay, best, okay, 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 okay. Best barbecue. That's where I thought you were going. Uh, yeah. They're all great. I'm partial to the Cozy Corner, which is right near the distillery. It's awesome. Hold the wall spot. Yep. Yeah, my favorite places tend to be just a walk away as well. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how something becomes a favorite because it's close. All right, man. Uh, we're going to go. Speedway hot dogs. Molly, yeah. Thank you, sir. Cool. Continue success with everything that you do. Uh, thank you, John Whitney, our, our video guy. Uh, on this, you know, this, this was airing tonight live on Facebook Live, but also will be available to the masses on YouTube when we officially drop our podcast on Monday. Many thanks to John Whitney. Many thanks to Greg Hansberry, who doesn't know when his mute button is on. And he's, got, <laughs> and he's got Elvis in the background for his album tonight. I saw that. It's a fun collection. That's, uh, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Uh, continued big things are going to happen. Uh, we did this one remotely because Macaulay was in Memphis, Tennessee. But I'm happy to note that uh, in moving forward in podcasts, as things start to open up again, we will be back face-to-face with our guests on a regular basis. We did that with Jesse Hubbard. I'm looking forward to being in the same room with my boys and our guests as we move forward. Thank you for your continued support of, uh, of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Uh, we've enjoyed these uh, four and five years that we've been with you. Those of us, who, those of you who have been with us from the get-go, thank you. Those who are just joining us, thank you. And we look forward to uh, getting bigger and better as uh, we uh, continue to uh, hitch our wagon to Evergreen Podcast, uh, who's been uh, generous enough to ask us to, to join their family as well. So uh, on behalf of everybody involved with Whiskey Business, my name is Dino Tripodis, and until the next bottle, see ya. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.